it's not a normal world, it's Taskmaster World. Now, if you're listening to this in the audio realm or watching this in the video realm, you'll notice a slight difference in my voice. Well, uh, if you can see it in the video, you'll be able to see this cable dangling. The microphone that's now a prop no longer works because Apple wants to make everything freeze. But we go on because the David Hart interview was a little bit yelly at the beginning and then normal towards the end. So it'd rather be less yelly, more normal. But today's episode of Taskmaster World, the podcast, is a long-awaited episode. An episode that will be incredible, even more incredible than the official Taskmaster podcast, because I'm better than Ed Gamble. Debate that in the comments, as you will. I'm here with a brilliant guest, all the way from New Zealand, and from the New Zealand version, it's the one, it's the only, Taskmaster's assistant, Paul Williams! Wow, what an what an intro. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Now, a question that I've wanted to know ever since you appeared on the Taskmaster podcast was how did you end up appearing on the Taskmaster podcast? Taskmaster podcast? I actually have known Ed Gamble for a few years. Uh, I met him in at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in, I think, 2016. And uh yeah so he just sent me a, a, a well i got an email actually not from him from the um from the producer of the podcast asking if i'd come on and so it, it was it's nothing too exciting but yeah, yeah. But, i replied and said yes <laughs> and then you went on and had a load of fun but what's really interesting when when i had heard you were going on it was that in because like, i've because I'm a massive fan of the New Zealand version, I follow TVNZ on the uh, on on social media, so I get to see when things come out for no apparent reason, just because then I can see more Taskmaster New Zealand clips. But they they said that they were airing series twelve a week, like a week later than than the way it aired in the UK. So I, how did yes. that sort of work? Well, yeah, that's kind of, that's always the case in New Zealand. We get everything slightly later than everyone else. Like you guys, like we kind of got the internet, like in, I think 2016, we started getting um, computers and the internet. So like, we're always kind of a little bit behind, but um, they sent me a secret link actually to watch the episode in advance. So it was all legal. It was all above ground, but um, they actually sent me a link and it actually had, um, unaired episodes as well so i didn't watch any because i didn't want i i I didn't i didn't but i um i did get to watch uh season uh, episode two before the rest of my country people wow wow but i mean with with, um with new zealand watching them and, and the way it's always you've had it different to the uk we've had a slightly bumpier road with series well we've had episode one being bleeped because they'd actually had the bleeped version we had all the others um grayish like cloudy because the at channel four they had a like a fire alarm went off in the sprinklers so they destroyed the little machine so it's some japanese bedroom oh wow yeah. i didn't realize that was why i saw on twitter i saw alex um keeps tweeting about the the bleeped version and the in New Zealand, uh, for New Zealand Taskmaster, we only have one version. Um, 
but but maybe we should change. We should get a, a clean version and a and a non-clean version. It makes a lot of sense, I think. Yeah, because it's so that kids can watch it. And what they do is with Dave, which is where it first started, they had the unedited, like the PG version, so that they always had Taskmaster running and they could play it in the middle of the day, like seven or like before the watershed, they could always play it. And all they do is they bleep it out or cut out bits that are too inappropriate for right. a child. So Lee Max children would be watching the PG version rather than the official non right yes i think it, uh, yeah we we should get that because i think in new zealand we have a strong swearing culture where uh i think people just haven't even thought of that um because a lot of kids have not a lot but the odd kid will tell me when they see me that they like taskmaster and i'm like wow what are you even doing awake it i mean i guess it's 8 30 that's kids are awake at 8 30 yeah. but, so yeah. So when is the New Zealand watershed then for TVs? Like when you can start effing and jeffing? I have no idea when the when when the actual time is. Yeah, I mean it must be. You'd assume eight thirty is probably the the earliest. I can't imagine seven. Seven seems too early for that. Surely. Yeah, because I think in the UK, but I might be wrong. I think it's nine. When you can start effing and jeffing on telly in the UK, right? That's why Taskmaster okay. is on at nine, and then you have other programs at like eleven or ten PM, because then they can effing to the heart's content. I'll never forget the first time I was in the UK, which was twenty sixteen, and I turned on the TV one night, and the show that was on, I think it's called Naked Attraction. Oh, that's awful! Unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I'm sure it was like nine o'clock as well. Like, it. <laughs> when does that show? Yeah, because like, I think if if we had that, we like that would have to play at like one one a.m. I think in New Zealand. I think it's I think it's ten p.m. It airs. I I've okay. never actually Maybe. watched. I've never actually watched the program itself. I've only ever seen clips on Gogglebox. Right. Which um, which horrify me. It, it, I don't know why we do. This is why Taskmaster is better than it. Yeah, because Taskmaster is less. Definitely less nudity. Definitely yeah. less. Yeah. Yeah. Less. Less. Um, but um, with New Zealand having having its a wide range of amazing programs and having its own versions of some British program like. Got go box New Zealand and that, but how did Taskmaster New Zealand get off the ground? Who said we should have our own New Zealand version? We'll get these people in board. We'll get it off the ground. Who greenlit it? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not certain of how it happened. I was in. I was actually overseas at the time. I was in. I was in New York for a few months, and I remember. So the the producers were were people I was. I already knew and was friendly with. And they, um, I remember seeing a post on Instagram saying that they were going to be producing Taskmaster New Zealand. I think it was on Instagram or somewhere on, online. And I remember just being so jealous because I was like, I just can't believe I, I don't get to be involved in that. And um, that was my first thought. But I'm not sure if they reached out to Avalon in, in the UK and went to them or if Avalon were like 
reached out to them. I'm not sure which order it went. I should ask because that's kind of interesting. Because, yeah, I'm I'm not fully sure. Well, Avalon um, not only make programs, also distribute a lot of programs. So a lot of like Spitting Image German, every other version of Taskmaster is all distributed by it. And I think, and I think it might have been because of the popularity of Taskmaster in the UK, Norway, Denmark, Sweden, Finland, and wherever else apart from America, because that failed. Um, and I think it was the success because it's a program that works well because all you need is the format and you just need good people on it because Jeremy Wells is a fantastic taskmaster and you're the one of the best um assistants after Alex because Alex obviously created the whole program you have to give him the credit for to respect that of course how long are the filming days so this is like so you can say that that's for on shoot at the ranch or at the studio either or either or really the the task days uh i'm really bad at remembering time and and dates but the days of tasks are quite long but they are so fun that they don't feel that long but i go there quite early usually out to the house which is kind of it's not that far but it's it's a bit out of town it's kind of out in the country a little bit so it's a it's a nice drive though but um I, I go there quite early in the morning and then leave at night. I don't know, but um, yeah. So then the, there's a nice lunch break and obviously between tasks there's, um, you know, setting stuff up and, and I, you know, I, I get a lot of downtime and, um, and then I have no idea how long the days are. I'm really bad with, with remembering details like that, but the, the studio days we, shot them quite quickly like we did two episodes a night over five days so season one we got like a break in the middle with a like a weekend off so we'd do like you know three days and then a weekend and then maybe like the last two days but this time it was just five in a row um for season two yeah, yeah. i'm not i'm not certain about the uk but yeah well um with you saying that you couldn't really remember the time it must have been a really long day if you can't remember how many hours you were there just sat there doing this <laughs> same monotonous thing one after the other. Well, I, yeah, not not monotonous at all. Um, quite the opposite. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. It's a pretty fun day. Like I I actually sometimes like struggle to get to sleep during the tasks days wow. because I'm kind of quite excited for the next day. Yeah, mm. and and it... especially the first day. The, I remember the the first day of season one. I actually remember just it was like Christmas. I was like really struggling. I don't think I slept at all, and then wow. just like got there and was mm. yeah. Now, excited. before we go on to talk about the epi- series one episode four, and before I ask you another question, has the New Zealand version been renewed for a third third series? Has it been renewed yet? I, n- no, I, I, I no, I mean not yet. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I mean, hopefully it will. I, I assume um, I assume that's probably happening soon, like the application. But yeah, so it's a it's a writer application and then hope it gets approved kind of thing. But um, yeah, no, I, I haven't heard anything yet, but fingers crossed. Now, if there was going to be a third series, which 
um, according to Ursula, she, she hopes there is because Ursula knows how popular it is. Who would you want to have on it? So, like, which comedians or like non comedians would you want on it? Yeah, it's um, it's tough because there's a lot that I'd really like to get on it. That's why I kind of hope we get to do a bunch of seasons yeah. to give everyone a go. But um, yeah, I I don't know if I should even really answer that because I don't want to. Uh, yeah, you don't want to. You know, we don't even know there's going to be a season three, and that and you know who knows who will listen to this and get their hopes up or whatever. Yeah. So, but um, but yeah, there's a ton. There's a ton of people. Now, fans galore, or galah, uh, I don't know why I said that, but hey-ho, uh, fans across everywhere have always wanted to know, is it possible, is it feasible, or is it against the rules to have Ronnie Rose Massafeo come over and then either be in it or do an do a Angela and appear briefly in a cast? A cameo. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely possible. Yeah, I um, I mean, at least a cameo, surely, surely a cameo. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm not sure if she if she would want to to do it again as a as a contestant. But uh, I think she she'd definitely like to if if she's here and we're filming, she's got to be yeah. involved for sure. Yeah, because because uh, she was the first. New Zealand person to be on Taskmaster and probably the first ever New Zealand comedian ever heard of before and then I went down the New Zealand rabbit hole. Wow. Yeah. Flight of the Concords? Uh well I well I hadn't I didn't even know the I thought they were American. Right. I'll I'll put I didn't really like the program. I'll put that out there. Ty Clytichi and Jermaine Clemens are fantastic in everything else. But I just wasn't a fan of like the Concords, really. Wow. Didn't, okay. It, I prefer what do we do in the shadows and Wellington Paranormal. I was a, uh, I was an, I tried. To, well, I tried to be an extra in what we do in the shadows. Yeah. But the scene got cut. But um, <laughs> I was playing pool in in a bar behind yeah. uh, behind Tyke and Jermaine in a in a scene. Um, and then I went to a screening, like one of the kind of premieres in New Zealand. Yeah. And um, when I when I realized it was cut, I stormed out. But the issue was I didn't realize that it had been cut mm. like until the movie was over. Yeah. And so it just seemed like I was just leaving with everyone else. But I would like to say on record now that I was storming out. Yeah, because what what do we do? This Wellington Paranormal is actually a, a fantastic program and one of the first programs to ever have Taskmaster New Zealand alumni in it. You, yes i'm amazed you've seen i'm amazed you've seen it does it screen over there or do you find uh, well ways um, to watch it what happened was was the i think it was last year um it was towards it was uh, towards january of last year or this year it was it was very recently it was before i talked to um sam smith um they had aired on sky comedy all three series the day it came out, I watched it and I finished it before th three o'clock. Wow. You loved it. Yeah. It, and then I got it on DVD because it's a, um, a global release, like a, a PAL, P-A-L, which means and it can play in any DVD player, no matter what region. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a great show. 
And Jermaine Clement is an example of someone who would be great on New Zealand Taskmaster. Yeah, but he's a little, I, I was thinking, would Taika Waititi want to do Taskmaster in New Zealand? But he's, he's a busy guy. Yes, he, he's, I feel like he might be too busy. He's, um, yeah. you know, between directing Star Wars and, uh, you know, he does Marvel. You can't, you can't. Uh, yeah, yeah, he could. He'd probably be keen, but I think he's 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 definitely busy. Yeah, he's he's too busy appearing in films, making films. So he's like, so I think it was like Nash Hughes juggling Thor and what do we do in the shadows? He was in mm. Australia doing Thor and then in Canada doing what do we do in the shadows? Yeah, when 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 they shot what we do in the shadows uh, in Wellington, I, w- I actually lived in Wellington at the time. Yeah. And it was really weird because I just kept because I was a huge uh, Taika fan, and everywhere I I walked, I just kept running into them filming it in random places around the city, and it would always be like really late at night and like just on a really strange street. I'm just walking home, and I happened to run into them. And then there was one time I was like walking along the waterfront, and I saw this light. This new light was set up, and I was like. Oh, they usually don't light that up. And I went over and looked over, and they were down there, like in little pedal boats, like filming some scene, which I think got cut of pedaling boats. And eventually, I had to. I tweeted at um, Taika, being like, "Just so you know, I'm not, I'm not stalking you. It's a <laughs> coincidence that I keep running into you making this movie." <sighs> that that's just that's just brilliant. But um, going off Taskmaster for a brief second, but a fun fact. Last year, when I was doing uh, something for college because I was too far ahead in all my work, I was doing. Uh, I I just I got tasked to make a short film and I could do it whenever I wanted because I had I had free time and and I decided to make a mockumentary. Now it's not the best mockumentary, but the way I learned how to write a script for the mockumentary was looked in the original script from the film because someone on Reddit had got the Kickstarter. And then got the script, and then shared the script. Just oh wow! Back down okay. My short film, my short film, which was a mockumentary, was possibly the worst thing ever, because it was how <laughs> about this bloke that couldn't spell, and he worked at he worked at a subtitles place, and he couldn't spell, so he got the subtitles wrong. Right. Wow. Yeah. I, I love a um. I remember once my brother came back from from, uh, I think. Vietnam and he had he'd brought me like a box set of I was really young but he bought me like a box DVD set of uh the James Bond movies that he bought at like a market you know like it wasn't legit and um and you couldn't turn the subtitles off and the subtitles were very funny like really like you know he would say like get ready to die and it would be like get ready for fishing um it was (laughs) It was really good stuff. Uh, that's, that's brilliant. Now, you mentioned on, on the podcast because someone had sent an email. And this podcast did not have an email because not enough people want to send emails these days. Uh, you had answered it on an email, on an email, on the podcast about what was what was it like having your brother on board on, on, on the first series. But what was it like? having your brother on board but you can only you you can only answer it with a different answer that wasn't already on the official podcast i don't remember what i said on the official podcast is the issue here 
Right. And you, uh, I don't remember. I, say, I think maybe, I, did I say it was annoying? Slightly annoying? Well, you can make it up now and then if you don't remember. Yeah, okay. Um, it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, <laughs> I, it, felt, it felt good to give him the opportunity to be on the show because uh, he'd given me a illegal box set of James Bond DVDs uh, many years earlier. And so this felt like repaying him was giving him the chance to um, complete some tasks. And and I feel like um, it was it was it sort of like a f was it fun because so, sort of it's sort of like a lot of stereotypes of brother like sibling relationships like I hate you I hate you too yeah we hate each other Woo! and then they fight a lot was it was it a, a happy uh, environment rather than hating each other and attacking each other? I mean, yeah, he was focused on the tasks a lot of the time to, um, you know, he, I feel like a lot of the time he barely noticed I was there. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was only one real time where he was writing uh, a national anthem for uh, Libya. And I specifically told him not to damage the uh, desk in the study. And he started whacking it with a guitar, I think. And that was the one time yeah. I think I... I got genuinely annoyed. Annoyed. Yeah. Now, uh, now, just before we nip on to talking about series one, episode four. Um. Now, I don't. You probably do know because you you probably have to know before, uh, before anything happens because of legal reasons. But what did it feel like knowing that James Acaster used your music in his stand-up show that ended up being sold on Vimeo? That's a fantastic stand-up show. Um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. It, well, it's, uh, he's like my main, um, advertiser for, for my music. He, um, he, I met James in New Zealand. I don't know what year that would be like 2015, maybe 2014, 2015, 2014, maybe. Um, but he, even then before that song came out, he really liked one of my earlier songs and I remember him really telling me how much he liked that at the time. And then, yeah, he started using that song before his shows. And I remember I had, I had some people I knew went to it in New York yeah. and they, they didn't know. And they were just like, wow, I'm at, uh, I'm at James Acaster's show and your song is playing and he just keeps playing it on loop before the show. And I, I would then just constantly get those messages and basically, I think the only way anyone's ever found my music is through uh, James's show. So it's um, <laughs> it's really helpful, actually. Yeah. I um, yeah, I gotta I gotta write a new one so he can um, use that use that for the, yeah. for the next one. Cause I because I, th I think when I had first seen the, the New Zealand version, I was going in with a mind of not knowing at all who anyone was and then coming out with knowing every single detail known to man. I, for, for when it came out, I spent that whole time because Taskmaster Series 10 was on the very next day. So New Zealand version would air and then the UK version would air the very next day. So I was, it's, when I was, out places talk to people I, it sounded like i was obsessed 
with Taskmaster, but it was just a coincidence that two the two versions were playing at the same time. It was only a coincidence that I sounded like I was obsessed. I even wrote, I even we were doing something. I uh, wrote some story where some bloke had accidentally had an accident on Great British Bake Off, so I had to hide in Taskmaster, and then I had another accident then, then I had to pretend he was uh, a New Zealand and that fake his way into Taskmaster New Zealand. That's, that's how, wow. it's like a weird brain of nonsense. A fan fiction. Yeah. Um, and so... So the, the the final question before we move on to the episode was, um, when was the first time you ever met Mr. Ed Gambell? Mr. Ed Gambell, uh, I'm not I'm not certain. I remember the very first meeting. I think it was possibly in my head. It was at the uh, Edinburgh Fringe Festival in the. The Pleasance Dome, if anyone's been to Edinburgh. Um, have you ever been to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival? Sadly not. I would I would love not to yet. go and I would love to perform there, but I've never actually been up there. I've been to Edinburgh when it wasn't a fringe, but I've been well wonderful. Have fringes, but yes, oh, a lot of fringes there. Yeah. Yes. Um I I think it was at the Pleasance Dome in I'm gonna say that, that it was at the Pleasance Dome in Edinburgh. And yeah, that I don't remember that. I met it was it's tough because I met a lot of people that at that Edinburgh Fringe for the first time that it's hard to keep track of the very first encounter for everyone. Um, yeah, I I remember the 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 first time I saw Taskmaster. I'm trying to think what year that would have been. Well, um, Taskmaster came out in 2015, so it yes. Be- the, the first time, the first, it was 2017. Yeah. So it was just the first time I saw it. it. It was 2017, and I it was just after Edinburgh, and I was staying at Nish Nish's flat, Nish Kumar's flat yeah. in in London, and I remember coming home from like a day out, kind of exploring London, and Nish was out, and so I decided to see what was on the TV, and I turned it on, and. Nish was just on TV, <laughs> on, <laughs> on Taskmaster. Um, it was the episode where there was like a task for. Um, they went to like a beachy area. Oh, oh yeah, the, like a desert. The, yeah, and it was like the jelly on the pole, yeah. or yeah. yeah, the weed, the, the weed, twiglet. The... Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. it a twiglet? Uh, is that what it's called? I think it is. I've, I've never actually had them, but I think it is. Yeah, okay. Anyway, it was that yeah. it was that episode and I was like firstly I was just shocked that Nish was on TV <laughs> it, on his own TV. Yeah. Um and <laughs> then uh I loved the show so much. Yeah. I was I was instantly obsessed. I think Nish might have rigged that there. I've got a good feeling he might have rigged yeah. it. Well the the thing was the the show either I think the show right after it Ed was on, and I don't know what that was. It was Ed and I can't remember who else, and they were walk- just walking around a city. It was almost seemed like a travel show of some sort. I'm yeah. not sure what it would have been in 2017, but um, Ed did a program that, where he pretended to be a royal. I no no, it wasn't that. Um, 
I have no idea what it was, but I should I should try and find out. But it was funny because I was like, is British TV just everyone I know from Edinburgh? Uh, <laughs> and it pretty much is, to be honest. Yeah, and what's what's good about like Taskmaster is that it brings like fresh talent, like people that are well known in a very small sort of plate, and then makes them really big. So like Gus Khan was quite big with Man Like Bobine, but then he's on this, and he's a little bit bigger because a lot more people will see this. Definitely, yes. Yeah, and it's the same with. Um, I was I was saying this to, to David Krause. It's the same with Taskmaster New Zealand. A lot of people now is getting more international fans and it means that more people will then get to know them. But one thing that I have noticed that needs to be resolved is you need to be on Have You Been Paying Attention? That's the only issue with that program. Oh. You're not on it. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'd love to do it. But um, what you were saying about the crowd thing definitely definitely is true. I went to see uh, Lou Sanders' show in, in New York, and at one stage she just asked, who's here because of Taskmaster? And a lot of people were um, were Taskmaster fans who had who had then come along to see her see her do stand up. Yeah, and, and it's just incredible. Now let's move on to talk about Taskmaster NZ series one episode four. Seemed like a lifetime away, but we're back to talk about it because New Zealand series two was fantastic. But you have to remember, it all begins with one amazing series. Now, to jog people's memory, if they haven't seen it in a while, it's episode four with Madeline Sami, Brindley Stin, Lee Hart, Guy Williams, Paul Williams and Jeremy Wells. Now, I, I've got to ask the question. Um, is How do you spell Lee's name? Because when I was writing my notes, I would spell it L double E, but does he spell it differently? I'm just on the curious. Front. Yes, I, I believe he's a L E I G H Lee. Wow, I'm not good at spelling out loud. I'm kind of a more of a, a written, mm. a written uh, speller. Uh, yeah, I'm but not. Yeah, L E I G H. Yeah. Wow. And then heart H A R T, opposed to heart as in yeah. the organ. Yeah. Now. On this series, now you don't have to answer this because you might not want to feel make anyone feel upset. But who's your favourite contestant from series one? It it is hard. Uh, I think everyone kind of had their own strengths, and and everyone's the thing with finding a Taskmaster cast is you want um, different different vibes. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's it is quite hard to compare people because because everyone's quite unique and yeah I think I'm not going to answer it but um yeah, yeah. I I could say something I liked about everyone but that's kind of boring but who who was your favorite um well I I I want I want to say Brindley Stint for for one reason and one reason only now I was telling this to to Sam um and I was. I think I'm assuming it's someone else as well. But um, it's it's the fact that, one, because I in the UK I do a scouting and I understand the benefits of a, of a necker. And now, have seen it on Taskmaster, I was thinking, why has no one thought of that before? Because it's the most handiest thing ever. Because she's always prepared. 
Yes. Oh, such a good, such a good outfit. And she was definitely uh, very savvy with the tasks. She was constantly looking for clues or any sort of secret hack. And um, yeah, she was, she was very savvy. Do you reckon any of, I, I don't know if you've had time to ask them this, but you've, your brother might you might know because your brother but has any of them actually ever seen the original uk version definitely yeah i mean there's mixed there's mixed levels of how much they've seen like i would say brinley would have seen a lot of it um but my brother guy i don't think had seen that much of it lee hart genuinely would say he still doesn't even know what show he was on um (laughs) angela i think would have watched quite a bit Um, and in season two, I think, I think all of them had actually seen quite a bit. Um, yeah, I know Laura and David and David was quite a big fan. When I was talking to David, he had said that he had, he loved it because he had seen, uh, Paul Chowdhury on it because Paul Chowdhury was his favorite contestant. So he's already out there being uh, a massive, massive fan and, and, it's it must be weird watching yourself back on TV because you watch the you did a live watch along on Twitch and YouTube for Guy Montgomery and Laurie Daniels thing. Was it weird watching yourself back now at, in series one and in series two? Now it it be months and months and months later. Uh yeah, it's I think it's always weird to see yourself on. It's I don't think anyone likes it yeah. um, much, but it's a. Uh... I, I love watching people do tasks, but um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind um, never seeing myself on a screen. Well, it must be exciting the first time you appear on TV to watch yourself back on TV because then you know you've made it onto TV, that you're on a box. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I guess the dream is to is to be on a box. Um, and I have achieved that dream. So it is, yeah, it's huge. Next, you'll find out that advertisers want you to be on cereal, the Paul Williams Ch- Cheerio cereal. That's the next. That's the next box to yeah. get on for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, anyone who knows me will know that cereal is actually ninety-five uh, percent of my diet. Uh, huge cereal eater. Yeah. So the dream is definitely to get on a cereals box. Probably uh, maybe Coca Pops. Yeah. Well, um, funnily enough, there was a. UK program that aired not so long ago where they spent a whole hour ranking Britain's favourite cereals. Wow. Yeah. See, I'm keen for that. We, we I'd like to, uh, I'd like to do the New Zealand version of that. Um, yeah. As one of the, as the host slash judge, I guess. Well, what they did was they went out in the public and got a, a survey together. And then what they did, they got a lot of celebrities and, and well, and puppets, because Battle Brush and Hackety Dog were on it. And they got them together and they said, Here is the top 20. And all you did was you sat there and watched these slimes say, I love this. I remember the advert. Let Watch me eat the cereal. That's all, that's all it was. It sounds like the perfect show. Yeah. Do you have a favorite cereal? Um, I think it, it changes all the time, but at the moment, it's Weetabix. Okay, wow. In New Zealand, they're just called Wheat Bix. Is it, I mean, it's a different company, but yeah, um, well, yeah. There's, we've dropped the A. 
yeah, well, we, we have a Weetabix drink as well, which is the, the Weetabix itself, but in a drink form. Wow, liquidized. Yeah. yeah. And then you have wow. the... Uh, save on chewing. Save yeah. time on chewing. And you have the uh, breakfast bar as well, which is the Weetabix breakfast bar, a mini Weetabix. And then you have one with chocolate in it. Wow. It's, yeah, okay. It's a whole... It's a, as a kid, there was a... The big advertising campaign for Weetabix in New Zealand was how many can you do? And basically they would have like New Zealand rugby players, all blacks on there. Um, and they would be like, I can do eight, whatever. And it was such a genius advertising campaign because kids would just be <laughs> like making themselves sick every morning by eating 15 wheat bits, yeah. you know, to try and outdo an all black. Well, we had many, many wheat bits men that would walk around being like, we're a gang and they're on the streets of London wearing leather jackets. Just mini Weetabix people with eyes and legs. And oh, wow. Think like, a, oh, okay. I'm tough. Ugh. Yeah, um, wow. Really a tough, aggressive wheat, Weetabix. Scary. Yeah. The uh, Weetabix family is what they were called. And they were a gang. Yeah, yeah. And they were a gang and a family at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Sounds, this sounds like it would give me nightmares. Yeah. Well, going on now, going to the prize task. Before we get too distracted with cereals, um, well, that that just seems to be a whole segment. You just need to, you just need to have a segment for the ad break of you just sat there eating cereal. Yeah, yeah, just just get the chance to divulge in food. Uh, was the price test one to bring in the best gift for an enemy, uh, or as I like to call it, energy? As I wrote in my notes, spelled it completely wrong. Um, <laughs> It's a callback to your short your short film. Yeah. <laughs> and um and so we had Brinley had uh, a haunted doll. Now, are you scared of dolls? I think the I think if the doll is scary enough, definitely. Yeah. I mean I just said I'd be scared by a gang of Weedabix, so <laughs> a scary doll is definitely gonna scare me. Yeah. And I, I just think I just think now when you, because they made films with scary dolls, and now when you see a doll from that era, you always think, la la, la la la, la. and and it's and it's like it's ruined a lot of people's childhood memories of uh, mm. dolls and and baby things. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. I mean, you never find your own childhood toys scary, but sometimes you see someone else's and you're like, I mean, you don't want to say it out loud because you don't want to spoil it for them but yeah. some people's childhood toys are terrifying well we a few, a few years ago we found me mum's old um dog and what had happened to it was over the years was one of the eyes wouldn't open again so it had like one eye shut and one eye open and it That's... and his arm's gonna fall off and t incredibly scary that reminds me of uh, in new zealand yeah. they actually haven't had it for the last few years but on the main street of auckland queen street there would be a big department store farmers and they'd have a giant Santa Claus outside on the um, roof of the kind of the corner of the building every year. But it was terrifying because it had a robotic finger and a robotic winking eye. So it kind of just looked really creepy. It was kind of like almost beckoning and like doing this weird wink. But it was it was very, I think they got rid of it because it was too scary yeah. and possibly causing accidents on the street. And so Guy brought with him friendship with him 
which I don't think is that scary because brothers can technically be friends. So I don't think you're scared of Guy, are you? No, I think I think his theory, I can't remember fully, but I think his theory was that they maybe they stop being your enemy once they're your friend. Something like that. It's very confusing. I'm getting a sore brain just thinking about it. You can have but he had some thought. Pro- yeah, it's like if you get if you gift an enemy friendship. Maybe, maybe I'm making that up. But but he had some sort of theory. I remember that. Yeah. Well, well, you can have frenemies, which uh, according to whatever I've heard it on, there are friends and the enemies at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then. Lee brought in uh, a power grid, not as in like a national power grid, but as in like a, a small power grid, because that would be too much to bring in. Um, Madeline brought in a pillow that she'd farted on, and Angela, some bird seed with tablets to make you poo. Um, now, which out of those, which one, if you were the taskmaster, would you give five points to? I think, I think I'd go Angela five. Ooh, I, yeah, I, I would agree there because mm. I don't think because the score system for that was Brindley got three, Guy got five, Lee got one, Madeline got four, and Angela got two. And I don't think Guy's was um, five points worthy. Would Would you agree? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, disrespect the taskmaster by saying he got it wrong, but if it was up to me, I, I'd have gone five for Angela for sure. Well, I don't think Jeremy Wells would be listening to to this podcast. Uh, you never know; he's always he's always listening. He he keeps his ear to the streets. Yeah, well, who who knows? Because on Apple, we're second in the in the ranking when you search up taskmaster. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I must be that well liked. Um, yeah, and so then we move on to task number one, which is a task that's uh, hard to write notes on, but a very interesting task nonetheless. Which is put vegetables inside another vegetable, if I say that word correctly. Yes. Yeah. Now, I think it's a genius task. Because it's something that you never thought you would want to see be done, be done. And now I just want to do it myself, really. I just want to. I don't think I can eat any food without hiding it with that inside another food. Hiding hiding food inside other food is is always fun for sure. Yeah, and then leave it in the fridge for a week and forget what you're eating with mixed <laughs> yes. food. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, now Brinley, um, used pumpkin and a lettuce uh, which is uh, just genius what was what was your thoughts when because you were you were there in the moment when when you were watching her thought process what how what, what what's it like watching the comedians doing these tasks it's super interesting I, I always love as the week goes on, the puzzle pieces come together and you you see the whole picture and it's always super satisfying on the last day when yeah. you finally got the last one and it, and it all makes sense but um 
yeah it's it's super interesting these things because you um especially one like this where if if there was two uh two people did the same thing they'd be disqualified so it, it's it's always interesting as well because you you think you know how people will will do things yeah. and then they they often don't do what you think they'll do mm. like i always kind of in my head have predictions of what i think people will do and and usually they're wrong yeah now if you were a contestant in this task how would you go about completing it <sighs> it's a great question uh, I'm just trying to remember exactly the vegetables. There was pumpkin, lettuce, carrot, a Brussels sprout. There's one I'm forgetting. Um, oh, a capsicum? Or yeah. A, it was think, a capsicum. Yeah. I yeah, think. I think I'd go... Um, I would. I don't think I would have gone into the pumpkin because my fear would have been that someone else would. Because I think that's the most logical choice, right? It is. Because it it's, you know, it's the biggest and the easiest to kind of make hollow. Yeah. I almost would have tried probably something similar to Angela, where I'm trying to like hollow out a carrot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the capsicum also makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Honestly, I might, I might have actually gone lettuce purely because I didn't think anyone else would like to somehow hollow up into and make enough space for a carrot. I, w I think I would have gone carrot into lettuce. Yeah, well, what I would have done um, is because I've been thinking about this over the last two seconds, is I would just, just ignore the task for a few seconds and make a make a flute out of a carrot because what else are you going to do with it? Once you've made a flute out of it, you, you then worked out the best technique to hollow it out and then you can use the carrot and, and use it to your leisure. Wow, make beautiful music. Yeah, because uh, you can make music, but you, well, you, well, what's really interesting about about this is that pumpkins don't get used enough in in in, in the UK at least. I only ever see pumpkins at, at, at Halloween. I, I don't like Halloween, so I don't really look out my window. But pumpkins are only ever in fashion. Uh, uh, Halloween because we don't eat pumpkin like they do in America. Do, do people in oh. New Zealand chomp on pumpkin? I'd say, I'd say pumpkin's quite popular here. Yeah, pumpkin and and kumara, which is like a, I well actually kumara is quite different to pumpkin. It's more of a, it's more like a, it's a sweet potato. Yeah. But um, I'd say pumpkin and kumara they kind of go together. Like if your mum's making dinner or or your dad. Anyone can make dinner, um, but my my mom definitely does the dinner in in my family growing up. Um, but uh, yeah, pumpkin was pretty popular. Yeah, have you, ever, have you ever had pumpkin pie? Pumpkin pie, I have. Yeah, I the the concept of pumpkin pie was initially very disturbing to me, yeah. but upon trying it, it's it's good it's it's delicious yeah yeah because to me that doesn't sound right because i when, when i think of pie i think of cheese pie meat potato pie i think of pie that's practical not 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 putting pumpkin in a pie yeah well the the, the crazy thing about pumpkin is it's pumpkin pie is it's a it's like a dessert like if, if if you told me pumpkin pie i would think that's a savory pie wow. but it's it's deliciously sweet Wow. Now, wait, now I, I think Brendan did really good on this, but what's really interesting 
was how was how Guy decided to go with the idea of breaking the part the pumpkin. I don't know why I went pie, but breaking the pumpkin, like smashing it and making a mess. My notes read as follows: smashed a pumpkin and made a mess. That that's that's yeah. the extent of my notes. Yes, well, he, he slightly did, I feel, mis, misinterpret the, the task slightly because, yeah. I mean, the, the task was for to hide one in, in one other. And he ultimately did a Russian doll situation where he put them all inside the next one and, and, closed, and wrapped them in lettuce, basically. But yeah. he, um, yeah, he created a mess. And, and I don't fully remember. Do you remember the score? Yes, I do remember the score because, because uh, I, because as I said before in recording this, I stole the Taskmaster podcast, so I did it to the letter. Now, um, now with the scoring, um, which we'll briefly touch on before we talk about the other contestants' attempts, the scoring was Brindley got four, Guy got five, Lee got one, and Madeline got three, and that meant that meant that Angela could only get two points, so she got two. But um, I, I, I don't 100% think that Guy should have got the... No, I, I feel like Guy's, Guy's paying Jeremy this episode to get five for his prize and then five for this. If it was up to me, he's, he's getting one, possibly zero for his vegetables. Well, I think, I think um, uh, Jeremy might be a little bit... Like, he might, Jeremy might not want to mark him down because he doesn't want you to hit him because it's like the you want to protect your brother it's because it's like the protection side of things i don't think he wants to harm his relationship with you or his face i mean yeah i th- I, I don't think he's he's scared of me hitting him i don't think that's ever going to happen but um but i th- i have my theory is that he's being paid by guys so far i mean we'll see how the rest of the episode pans out but is is Jeremy taller than you? It just seems he he yeah he is he is taller than me. He's he's quite tall. Uh, I have no idea how tall. I'm I'm six foot one, and so I reckon Jeremy's at least two inches taller, maybe. So, yeah. so does, does that make you uh, taller or smaller than Alex? Because Alex is quite tall. Yeah, I think Alex is definitely taller than me. Um, Alex, I was very surprised when I met him and saw how tall he was because obviously compared to Greg, uh, Alex looks about four foot eight. But I think in in truth, he's like six foot yeah. four or something. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because when, when I'm watching you sat there, it just always seemed a little bit off a little bit because with Alex and Greg, deliberately make Alex look smaller than Greg because then they can run with the joke of little Alex song. But with you two, you just looked a little bit off because you look like you've got similar heighted chairs. And you just look you just look like you had a longer on the neck, like a giraffe. I look like a giraffe. No, 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 Jeremy. Oh, he looks like a giraffe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You have you haven't got a long enough neck to be a giraffe. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, his chair is quite a bit more impressive than mine, yeah. but um, but that's fine. Mine's it's still got like some nice gold paint on it and some red velvet, which is. Do you I mean, do you have your chair yeah. at home, like Alex? So Alex has got his chair at home. I do not have. I have a different a different. I have quite a cool chair, but it's not the um. I, I mean, I can hold it up if you want to see it, but 
it's quite different to to my taskmaster chair yeah yeah um and so we we go on to to um madeline she put the carrot in the pumpkin um it is that when you were because i i don't think i think sam smith was telling me that you weren't as heavily involved in this series as you are in in writing the tasks as you are in series two but would this have seemed predictable point a carrot in a pumpkin yeah i mean i think anything into the pumpkin was the highest odds of happening but um i i do i do think when she did the pumpkin the carrot into the pumpkin it was satisfying to watch and and it was definitely seemed satisfying for her just to you know drill a hole and slot it in there was something very satisfying about that and and uh, so so obviously she got three points for that but i i just think i just think it is very very simple just to trying to cut well obviously for me it, it'd be more of trying to not hurt myself because I, I don't trust myself with any sharp object really or or, or with any object that that require that could end up in either you being injured or killed I, I i don't want to be that responsible so i i would i would have an issue opening anything without without trying to not either fling it against a wall or actually damage myself because it's a good it's a good way to live i think be safe yeah like people say never bring a knife to a gunfight but personally i just try avoid attending gunfights yeah and i mean yeah the only thing i can think of with with that is that a knife could reflect the bullets but bullets are much faster than a human yeah i think i think you'd be pretty lucky to to shield yourself with a knife yeah because it's quite thin <laughs> mm. yeah and so then angela um had wait angela um ate, ate the carrot because uh she was she hungry do you reckon, do you reckon she was hungry possibly uh, possibly they do have some good snacks in their little waiting room so i i can't imagine she would be hungry because there was the you know there's chips and and muesli bars and and drinks and all kinds of stuff yeah uh, and then, and then Lee, um, Lee, I think, right, I'm, I'm going to make this comparison. You can agree or disagree with this, but I think Lee reminds me a lot of Mike Wozniak. I've just got a feeling that they had the same, similar sort of madness going for them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, because um, Lee decided to, do the complete opposite of everyone else and grab a food mixer, but not know how to use a food mixer, but then work how to use it. And then and then he'd been really delayed on time because he was confused about a food mixer. It took a long time to get that yeah. going. Yeah. Would, would you know how to use a food mixer straight away? I mean, it's tough because obviously using your own appliances is very easy but sometimes when you get into someone else's kitchen it can be tough to to figure out something like that yeah so i think the reason was he was trying he, the lid needed to be locked in before it would go as a safety measure and he didn't realize that i believe yeah and one question that i wanted to know for a while but is you know in the lab 
is there a plug, plug socket dotted about in the lab? Because he, he needs to be plugged in. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. There's definitely there's definitely some some at least at least one. There's definitely yeah. at least one. Um, yeah. yeah. And would you class the lab as scientifically proven to be an actual lab? Would scientists be able to work in this? I, yeah, I mean, I think they could. They'd have to bring bring in their own sort of equipment, their beakers yeah. and whatnot. But um, I I think you could definitely use it for sure. Mm. And and I just think Lee, Lee in this series was like just out of the ordinary and and just just not knowing what's going on. And and sometimes he just feels like he didn't know where he was or what day of the week it was. I, I think that was very much the case. He also, every time he went to the shed, which was pretty much every task, it was his favorite place to go, he would smack his head. It wasn't <laughs> always caught on camera, but he would hit his head every time. And I, it wasn't a joke. It was just genuinely <laughs> every time he would hit his head. And I'm pretty sure he had like, constantly he would just have like kind of a cut on his head from hitting it every time. But um. It is it is low and it, it surprises you every time. But um, because initially I thought he did it as a joke on purpose, but as the season went on, I thought no, he just is constantly hitting his head. I'm surprised he didn't get concussion after it. Maybe he did. Maybe that that's why he didn't know where he was most of the time was because he was <laughs> he was taking a lot of head knocks. And on on the set, do you have um, first aid people on hand? Because uh, obviously, if you haven't seen series two, this might be a spoiler. If you haven't listened to my Ursula Castle interview, it will be a spoiler. But since the incident with Ursula um, hurting herself on series two, what, did you have first aid people on before that? Because you wouldn't have expected that to happen. Because yeah, well, there's always been a uh, an onset uh, producer who's got who's like yeah. knows first aid and is qualified and then in season two we actually on specifically on david's days that have a special safety um person hovering about yeah. because just because we kind of knew that he was high like the very first day we filmed the um extreme cup of tea and he uh, hung himself upside down like a bat from the roof supports and so right from the get-go like that was maybe the first task he filmed I think um you know so we we knew he was high risk of um hurting himself but yeah it's it's a tough one because we want we want crew and cameras to be as invisible as possible and I think we do a pretty good job of um, doing that just because you know you don't want to interfere with the people doing the tasks too much um, and I think we do a good job of of making it feel like it's just kind of them and me yeah yeah now speaking of invisible just going off topic for a few seconds uh, I don't know if New Zealand have it I don't know if New Zealand will ever get it because I don't know what the relationship between news like New Zealand television and Dave is but Dave has a program called Outsiders which is David Mitchell had a bunch of contest bunch of like contestants that there's only 
one person on there that hasn't been on Taskmaster uh, yet. And what they have to do is you have to complete a series of challenges to win badges at the end of the night. Now, in the latest episode, they had to hide themselves, camouflage themselves. Now, Jamali Maddox decided to camouflage himself as a cameraman. So dressed like the cameramen were and hold the camera and so that he was hiding in plain sight. And that Wow, that's oh, what were you gonna say? Does that make that made him look invisible? Yes. So it's funny you say that. That was one of my ideas for season two. We did the, the task that was uh find me and film me. One of my ideas was I could be pretending to be a cameraman holding a camera the whole yeah. time ultimately we didn't do it but um yeah that was that was one of my ideas as as where i i could be hiding yeah um, was in plain sight filming them yeah and it worked so well because because funnily enough jamali already had the coat that resembles the camera people so so mm. it, it just made it more funny because then when carrie godman then then after the time was realized once he had said hello she then felt really bad that they don't really notice the camera crew. And that's what that's what reminded me when you were saying they were trying to make it look invisible. It reminded me of that because it's because it's an unusual mm. thing, but it's still oh. funny. And one of the best tasks from series two was where where there were clones of you. There were many different clones. Yes. Yeah. So that so that was that was the one. And it is a perfect hiding place because yeah, you, you don't really see their faces because they're kind of constantly in the in behind the camera but um and yeah you also you don't you kind of don't really you're not supposed to interact with them or or really look at them too much but um yeah now that it's almost a spook almost halloween the spooky season and people want to dress up as different film tv characters how would someone make the perfect paul williams from taskmaster new zealand series one or two. How would they make the perfect Paul Williams? Like costume? Yeah, costume wise. Not not yeah. be able to recreate your facial features. Mm, pr- pretty simple, I think. Um just black pants, white button up shirt, uh black bow tie, and then I mean the the key I think is a is a kind of cream jacket yeah. of some sort. Doesn't yeah. matter what, what what it's made from or whatever it just has to be. Well, yeah, it's I I'm not fully sure what what material that is, but it's actually Matt Heath said he was surprised when he saw it up close that it wasn't what he thought it was. He thought it was more formal. It's actually I think it seems formal because I wear it with a bow tie, but it's actually like a it's maybe linen. Wow. I don't know. Wow. I'm no, I'm no, I'm no fabric expert. It's not. It wasn't an expensive jacket. Yeah. And I actually have, I have two versions of it in case. Uh, you get muddy. I get, yeah, in case I get a cocktail um, blasted onto me via a leaf blower. Or you get chucked in, or you get chucked in the water by Ursula Carlson. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it's what's it's what makes this program work. It's how the they do this awful things to you, but it's just your deadpan look on it. It's like, I don't care. I'm getting paid. They're getting paid. We're having fun. I'm having fun. They can chuck me in the water if they want. I'm your puppet. They're, they're the puppet masters. And it, and it just works so well. They, 
this is this is why you were perfect for the job. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm just, it's just a little bit annoying that you're not more popular now and you're not on more panel shows and you're not, you're not on a phone call from uh, Would I Lie to You or, or any of the UK panel shows to bring you over here because we, we need you to lift up the... <laughs> oh, thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll come over sometime. Yeah. I definitely, I, I'll come over sometime and, and uh, send out my... TV. Um, real my acting real yeah because you and because i was saying this to um to Urshua, but you and alex need to be in a room together or on a tv show together in like just oh, wow. together just just it, it could just be like the world's most boringest program but with you two together in a room you might be chatting or you might just be sat in silence it'll just be brilliant to see you two in the room together yeah okay eating cereal we'll, we'll do the we'll reboot the british cereal show and we'll host it yeah but um i d- did mention this to david but now you're here i would like to mention it what, what was what what was your did you have a comical mind when you found that you had a tweet from alex saying how much he likes paul did I wait? Did, did I have, have a comical a... mind to it? Was it a comical? Or did you think I need to write a funny answer to this? Yeah, I I can't remember what I said. I well, said you, you told him to watch the original. Oh on, yes, on, on, yes. On TV and well, on... yeah. I just think anytime someone says they like the New Zealand show, I always say you should also check out the UK one. So, you know, I think I think I'm not going to change that. Um, depending on who it is. So, yeah, it just it just, made, it just made me laugh out loud really, really much because it's the fact that Alex had just quoted from what Rose said to put highlight part, and then you had just decided to join on and and blatantly just ignore the fact that it's Alex Horn from the original just to promote the original on NZ mm. on demand. Yeah, that that didn't re- didn't really cross my mind that he he has probably. Um... He's probably seen seen it all live and possibly um, back on on repeat. But I mean, he should still check it out. It's timeless. It's yeah. Timeless. Well, he told me in our interview that he likes just sitting around and watching it on Dave when they do repeats. It's his favorite pastime. It's such a. It's got very high rewatch value. I think. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, you could watch all the seasons and then just loop back and yeah. and you kind of. You kind of forget everything like pretty quickly. Well, with um, I don't I don't know how it's like internationally, but with the development of a Taskmaster app, they've got a Taskmaster app now, uh, and one of the things you can do is score along with uh, with the show. Or you can rewatch it and write on. And what it does is now it has like now what he does is he implants stuff within the episodes that will link to the app so it'll say like did you spot blah in this episode and it's something that is hidden so that only people that are following along right. on the app can find yeah wow do you have the uh task that's very cool app? i don't know no I, sh- I should i should try should try download it yeah it's I'm, like i said earlier though new zealand we're always a few years behind so currently 
I'm still just using a landline phone, which doesn't take apps. But uh, <laughs> but once I get a, a smartphone, I'll definitely get the app. Well, I reckon the New Zealand version need to like, have the exact same app or just New Zealand version. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, once we get once we get those phones, we'll definitely start making apps. And now moving on to task number two. Now, from my opinion, task two was a fantastic task. One because uh, I do uh, at college, I do media, so I am wrapped in the, the world of film, television, and you name it. And doing these interviews has meant that I met a lot of people that. I look up to or I'm massive fans of. Now, uh, a few people, so um, you, you might have never heard of them, but Zippy, George, Bungle and Hacker, uh, and, oh, and Ed Petrie, are four people that were from my childhood that this year I managed to meet. And then wow. people, yeah, I managed to meet nearly everyone from my childhood and then people that over the years have grown to become massive fans of like Richard Herring, you, Alex Fawn and the likes. And it's just become really mad. So watching uh, a task like this, which is to make a 90 second film, it's something that really is interesting because from my point of view on one of my other YouTube channels, um, Tom's Comedy Club, that's where I write stand-up material filmed sitcoms and do like like short films and anything that's high quality comedy goes on there so watching this task is funny because it's coming from a comic mind and it's learning how anyone can actually make a short film within 90 seconds and it can be so funny so it's team task as well so you have team one which is uh, Brindley, Guy and Madeline, and Team 2, which is Lee and Angela. Now, I'll jog your memory of the films before we d- discuss it, then you remember. So we've got the, the Team 1 is the James Bond film, which is where Madeline plays Jane Bond. And then the second one is a superhero film. Now, out of those, which one was your favourite film out of them two? I think definitely Jane Bond, purely because I'm definitely more of a a Bond fan than a kind of Marvel superhero fan. Yeah. Yeah. And also I they forced me to to act in the Leaf Blower Man uh film. Yeah. Which meant I you know, like I said earlier, I don't want to see myself in it. I'd rather just sit back as an audience member and and watch and enjoy. And so I'm definitely going to go Jane Bond on this yeah. one. I think also the um, practical uh, effects of blood coming out of Brinley's mouth, that's that's world-class. Yeah. And, and I can actually see you doing your own opening because of the your outfit, because of everything you wear. You are prepared to be the next James Bond. I get rid of the word James Bond and be Paul Bond. I'm, I'm glad that you've said that because that is ultimately my goal. And um, I'm hoping Taskmaster is just a stepping stone to uh, getting getting the role of Bond. Um, yeah. You just you need to email Sean, uh, not Sean Connery, um, Daniel Craig, and ask. Uh, could you help me get it? Yeah. Get that's a that's a, well that's yeah it's a it's a it's a good move. Um, sometimes you've just got to ask, right? And 
I'm sure he'll be keen. I should try start an online campaign. Yeah, uh, get a hashtag down. going. Yeah. yeah. Paul for Bond. Tweet tweet that if you're listening to this. Paul for Bond. That I can you do numbers and hashtags or maybe just spell for. Um, yeah, I would recommend just spelling it F F O U R. Just spell it that way. For Bond. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that would make sense if it, if I was the fourth person to play James Bond, but well, well, doesn't really. So so we'll have we'll have two hashtags on the go. Hashtag Paul for Bond spell P. No, not P. Spell F O R, and then the other one is Paul for Bond spell F. Oh, you are. I'll have two hashtags on the go. Yeah. Okay. Double, double the chances. Yeah. Double with double hashtags. Okay. And if you want to uh, send this hashtag globally, you'll be able to see the hashtag with this interview. When I share it, you'll be able to see the uh, hashtags underneath or on top of the uh, tweet, and um, probably like probably next or near where I've tagged Paul into the. Uh, amazing interview that this is so far it'll get better as the uh, event goes on now i think that lee is addicted i'll say that again addicted to leaf blowers i'd agree with that he he loves going to the shed and he loves a leaf blower um he i feel like in season two because the leaf blower is still in the shed but we kind of referred to it as the Lee Hart leaf blower, or I think even just the Lee Hart shed memorial shed. Um, Get a plaque because yeah, that was his, that was definitely his, where he felt most at home when he needed the bathroom. He'd weirdly never go to the bathroom. He would go around behind the shed. Um, (laughs) I just feel like that was kind of his area and the leaf blower was definitely his preferred weapon. Yeah. And and the leaf blower isn't as used as much in the UK version, apart from, uh, which this is a spoiler for series twelve, episode four. Which have you seen that yet? I actually haven't. Oh, I'm, I'm not up to date. I'm not up to I, date. I won't mention it, but I will say that the leaf blower is used. It's at least like the first time in the last three series that the leaf blower is used in one of the tasks. Wow. Yeah. So, so the Lee Hart, Lee Hart will Lee Hart will be proud. Yeah. But I don't think. Do you reckon Lee Hart now watches Taskmaster UK? I don't think Lee Hart has access to a computer or a TV, so I don't think he's ever seen any Taskmaster. Um, I don't even think. Yeah. on it. No, I, I don't think he knows he was on it. I think he just was. Yeah. Yeah, he was bribed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and so within that, team one got three points, and team two also got three points. Now, I'm gonna point out the fact that I quite liked uh, team. I like quite like the James Bond one. I found it even funnier that Guy made uh, a mistake and made an error uh, on his own bat because why not? He needed something to do behind the camera, and it was shot beautifully with the toilet roll holder in a tube thing on front of the camera and they're doing the whole thing i think it's a perfect thing overall and that teaches everyone at home you can make your own james bond you can the first first uh 
home video I ever made as a kid was a James Bond called Stranger in Paradise. Wow. I never finished it. It was very long and took, took me years. But um, I'll maybe finish it one day. Yeah. One, one day you'll finish it and it'll premiere at the um, BFI South Bank for no apparent reason. Someone will have stole it and played it in London. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. I'm keen. Yeah. Do you have, um, just as a side question, do you, in New Zealand, do they have their own version of BFI? which is the British film industry. No, I don't think so. I, I mean, we have the New Zealand Film Commission, but like the BFI, like it, the New Zealand Film Commission funds films, but it, we don't have like a, because the BFI, I've been to the BFI, right? It's a big theater, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Cinema like, complex. Yeah, and they've got the um, role. I've been in the gift shop. I actually bought a book for Taskmaster alumni Nish Kumar in there. A book about uh, movies because he's a big, big cinephile. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the word I never thought I would hear on a uh, Friday morning. And I, I, I attended a movie with uh, Rose Mat- Matafeo there. Uh, we went and saw The Philadelphia Story. Wow. Um, well, I, I, they've also got a streaming service as well because the BFI player. And they show films. So they've, they've got the original what do we do in the shadows on there? But they show films from other countries. So the, the film that I watched last night, and I cancelled the subscription draft, was what's called Film, it's called Cinema Paradiso, which is a Italian film about this child that's uh, addicted to looking at film film reels, like the original film films, he was looking at them. And, uh, and he's, he's also religious because every time there's someone kissing or or something gets a little bit inappropriate the priest always like ah and the broadcaster puts some paper in it to cover it up then the priest did, did you say you cancelled the subscription right after watching this movie yes it wasn't so you best. were not a fan no wow, no okay. i saw the trailer and thought oh that looks good uh and i watched the first bit of it there was a woman complaining uh and then she and then she, oh, it, it, I couldn't, I couldn't stomach, I couldn't stomach the first few. I watched it like five minutes and it got boring. Okay, it, I'm sorry like, that happened. What, what do you give it out of five? Uh, uh, two. Two. Okay. Wow. Yeah, the subtitles were quite good. <laughs> Always benefit with good subtitles. Now we move on to task three. And we stop talking about Italian films, talk about New Zealand television. Um, now, now, because I love international television, I will point that out there. Uh, um, now, task three was a task that I think sort of works, but then sort of doesn't work on a, on a, on a level. Um, on a level as in, if you're Angela driving, it really doesn't work. It's make this mum proud. Now, I want to know, Similar to with Rosalind, how did you find this mum? How did you know she was a mum? How did you not know she was a middle-aged woman? <laughs> well, yeah, we I guess we trusted her claims that she was a mum. Because I don't know if we... We never met her kids. So before we know, she could have been lying about being a mum. But um, I definitely was getting mum vibes from her. Basically, I think they just uh, put a call out for mums and then chose 
some of their favorite mums and and we narrowed it down and and ultimately i actually wasn't really involved in choosing the mum but um someone decided that she was the the mum for the job drake and she appeared on other tv because rosalind who's a similar sort of thing rosalind who was a according to uh, ashley be a nightmare because we're not, we're not swearing on this channel a nightmare she appeared on the chase later on she's been on the uk chase. Oh, wow okay yeah I, I i'm not sure if uh maria was her name um if she has been on other shows but someone i can't remember who someone recently saw her somewhere i think maybe she was in the audience for it for a tv show seven days in new zealand it was something like that and someone was like how do i know this woman and then realized it was the mum from the wow. make this mum proud task yeah have you, have you featured on seven days at all i haven't and i'm currently like james bond i'm trying to uh start an online campaign to get on there so i've just been yeah. sending tweets at the seven days account um asking to come on and so far it is not going well well from what i've seen of seven days and what sam smith told me uh who is a good friend of yours i have heard um sam smith said that seven days is basically just mock the week would, would you agree with that v very similar vibe yeah it's yeah. it's the new zealand equivalent yeah yeah so i reckon you should just stop pestering seven days and just pester mock the week they, they need fresh new talent on there just jump just jump straight across i think that's my next step if the tweets don't work then i've just gotta leave the country and and try try mock the week i think yeah do you know do you not know the host personally do you know i mean phone number you can ring them up and go get me on the show 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 i mean new zealand is so small that basically you know everyone but um I do not have his number, and that's why I'm resorting to to tweets. Yeah. Well, to get on to um, are you paying attention? You could just test Ursula Carlson because she's a, a permanent panelist. I could, yeah. I mean, she's um, she's quite intimidating, Ursula. Um, if you watch season two, you'll know that uh, she's yeah, she's a powerful woman, and I generally stay away well i've i've as of actually meeting her i think i think in a in a she's very nice but she she knows where where in in a task where she's been poorly marked she knows where she's been poorly marked yeah she um she was very gracious when receiving scores she if if she if she she didn't argue that much and when she when she got a score and she she knew she deserved it she just accepted it yeah for sure yeah and so going on to the task making this mum proud now i because we're a family friendly channel we we're not obviously gonna go into too much detail about angela's thing but we, we, we can say that um, you pretending to be a mum isn't the most flattering thing I wanted to see. I mean, childbirth is is not flattering. You know, it's it's pretty full on and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, but it's pretty full on. And I think we did a pretty 
uh, accurate representation. I've never seen a childbirth live, but I've seen movies and some videos, and I think we, I think we got it pretty spot on. Did you not feel, um, as people are calling it, the awkward tension between you and you and Angela during this task? I. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I found it awkward. And I think Ursula. Uh, sorry, Angela and I both are comfortable with silence and awkwardness. So I think. I think it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, and and I wouldn't. I would not want to be Maria in that situation. She was probably more horrified watching watching that unfold rather because if she is a actual mum she'll understand that the the whole ordeal of it but i don't mm. think she wants to watch a bit uh, watch it uh, you uh, you probably not middle-aged but you trying to give birth to angela yeah i mean i think that was the first day she was there as well so it was a pretty full-on welcome for the mum but she stuck around luckily Oh, I was so hoping that wouldn't be her first ever interaction with this program. Although I think <laughs> I, do, I do feel even more horrified for her. Yeah, no, that was that was her first one, and and luckily she stuck around because for fairness, I think it's only right to have the same mum for everyone. Yeah, because it would, it would. Different people have different levels of uh, proud. Yeah. Proudness. Now, guy cheated. I'm gonna I'm gonna admit this, and you probably will agree. But Guy Williams definitely cheated in this task for saying stop. he'll stop smoking even though he never smoked in the first place. That's definitely cheating. I mean, he, he, he came clean. I was, as I was seeing him do it, I, I kind of thought he was just going to lie to her and then make her proud and then not say anything. So he did come clean. Um and yeah that's all i'll say on it i think that the i think his actual attempt to the task to make her proud was to lie to her and then own up straight away i think that was it more at more rather than actually saying he'll stop smoking i think the whole point was she's proud that he's owned up to his own lie because that's what mm. he came clean yeah he came clean and and that's uh that takes guts. That takes guts. Madeline made an obstacle course and uh, did the obstacle course. Well, uh, she actually made me um, make the obstacle course while she sat in the caravan. Oh. And then she came out and completed it. Yeah. So I quickly assembled an obstacle course with some stuff from the shed and she came out and completed it. Yeah. <laughs> How come they cut that then? Because that would have just been perfect to foil her and to give her less points, to give her no points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just a time thing. But um, the amazing thing was in the she, the hardest bit of the obstacle course was yeah. I just I stuck a um, butterfly net into the ground and put a frisbee, and she had to throw it and land it in the net, and she she nailed it first time. It was yeah. it was quite amazing. Yeah, I think that. If they had had enough time to include you building it, then they could use that as like saying, oh, this is deceit or whatever. Because if what they did with Joe Wilkinson with the potato 
they, he did it perfectly, but then they showed it again with him zoomed in on the foot. And that's what I thought. That's what I think they should have done. I think if you were ever going to do a special DVD release of it and you were going to have like a special feature, I reckon you should just have uh, Jeremy Wells watching that and saying, yeah, she's getting no points as a DVD extra if we were ever going to put Taskmaster on DVD, like any version of Taskmaster. I'll, I'll tell that to the producers. Yeah. Would you watch Taskmaster if it was on DVD? Definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, huge Taskmaster fan. I, I'll watch it. I'll watch it on any medium. I was. I was. I'll watch it on VHS. Ooh, that that'll be that'll be quite hard because it's the resolution of the cameras and the quality of the. Yeah, and I'd have to find a VHS player. It, it would be really tough. But I actually. I actually, funnily enough, have one uh, in my in what we now call the cinema room. Wow! I have a t- I have a TV that's compatible with VHS, and around the corner I can watch uh, Red Dwarf or Vickery Dipley on uh, VHS. Wow! Mm. Yeah, I'm a I'm a retro fan, and and another fun fact. So the other side of me, uh, as well as having the Taskmaster board game and the Taskmaster board game expansion pack. I have an electric typewriter. Incredible. I've got I um yeah. Yeah, we we have one at the Taskmaster house, but it's quite an old, very old one. Yeah, a manual, manual typewriter. Yeah, ma- manual for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and so and so with um with that, and I was saying to uh, Alex with having Taskmaster on DVD, the extras would be the podcast. So. What that would mean is even if they didn't manage to do a New Zealand DVD release, you will still be on a DVD of Taskmaster because you were on the podcast. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. And that, okay. And you, would, you would have it as a, so you have that series one, episode one, and then the bonus feature for that would be the podcast version of the. Yeah. Right. And they could also do like director's commentary over the yeah. episode, which you could turn on and you could have the contestants all doing commentary. So you can watch it normally and then watch it back with everyone kind of being like, oh, and my my thoughts yeah. here were this. And then you have like behind the scenes and interviews and that. And, and I say put interviewing them there. And that isn't a way, that isn't me saying, put me on the DVD if they do it. So my interview with Alex on, because uh, that would never happen. But I don't, but I don't think Alex didn't seem, Alex seemed up for it, but. I think the first step is to get Taskmaster on Netflix before you can think about DVDs. Have you been to the Taskmaster house? Uh, no, sadly not, because I, uh, without giving my location away, I live, if I remember correctly, I live in the north. So I, 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 oh. I, live, I live like a few hours away from, I live like right, four right, hours right. away from London. So I, it's One day. Not, it's not really one yet. day you'll be able yeah. to get a photo taken outside the, the yeah. gate. Well, me, my goal is to one day get to meet Alex personally, like in, in, in the flesh rather than yeah, in, wonderful. rather than in an in internet interview. The same with most yep. of the people I've interviewed, I rather I want to meet them one day in the flesh. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds creepy. Uh but going going back to the ta- task, uh Lee. Right, I don't know whether Lee's done yoga before, but Lee did really bad yoga. 
Yeah, I, I don't think he'd done a lot of yoga. Um, and when you haven't done a lot of yoga, yoga is very hard. Yeah. Um, so he struggled, but he, he gave it his best. And, yeah. and she said that made him proud. Her have, you proud, done, sorry. have you done yoga before? I've never done yoga. But have you ever done yoga or yoga? I th- yeah, I think I've done a, a little bit of yoga. Um, but years ago, like we're talking eight years ago, probably. Yeah. Cause, uh, I, when I, whenever I think of yo- yoga, I get confused with yogurt. You can say yoga. Right. I, yeah. I get confused. Quite different. Quite different. I prefer yogurt, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, different things, different strokes for different folks. Um, yeah. And, uh, I, and I and I think I think that this task was sort of could only be done in New Zealand I think because I just you just to make mum proud in, in in the UK would just be very hard you'd have to you'd have to get, get knighted by the Queen really a mum could only wow. be proud to get knighted by the Queen. British mums have very high expectations yeah. for their kids. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And one of my favourite things about New Zealand, other than the New Zealand national anthem, um, which we'll which we'll get yeah. on, which, okay, which we'll get on to uh, uh, once we've talked about the episode because I do want to mention something on that point, is that the fact that you call it a mum, not not a mom, but the mom just doesn't sound right. It's a mum. I quite like how New Zealand still run with the train of mum. Okay. Yeah, it's it's just like. Weird. Are you talking about the pronunciation or the spelling? Oh, the pronunciation because it sounds better to say mum instead of mom. Yeah. Okay. It it sounds you you don't want to make a mom proud. A yeah. Mom. It's like a mom. You want yeah, to make okay. mom, you want to make something that sounds sensible. You, okay. You don't, you don't want to say mom. You want to say mum. Yeah, right. Say it correctly. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Back to the national anthem. Yeah. Well, no, I just love the national anthem. I, I, I'll mention this now. So I love it to to a very weird extent that I've heard it so many times. I think I, I know I know the first bit in English, and I know the first two words. Of the Maori section, which oh wonderful! Yeah, I was uh, I was um I was telling someone every every so often I could just be still somewhere and my brain could travel to the New Zealand national anthem. Wow! Out the blue, out the blue, and I think. Do you know the South African one? No. Not oh, heard. the South African one is is good. It's it's quite weird because they've got is like very much two different songs. Yeah, but um. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah. I I I definitely rate the South African one up there. Yeah, the, the New Zealand. I might I might have had my facts wrong, but the New Zealand one's got two different versions, which is "God Save the Queen" and then the "God Defend New Zealand." Uh, well, "God Save the Queen." Yeah, I think "God Save the Queen" used to be the national anthem. Yeah, all right. Like is we, it not yeah. The is it? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, no. It's it's. I feel like it's no longer. Yeah. Treated like a. Because I read somewhere, and, I'm, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I read somewhere that it says that, uh, that 
uh, God Save the Queen was a national anthem, and then in the 70s, they did a competition, I got to New Zealand, won this competition. Is Have I got my facts right there? I No, I think that's I think that's correct. I'm not sure of the exact year, but I yeah. believe that's what they did. Oof. And and a few years ago, they tried to do the same thing with the flag. They had a kind of nationwide competition to design a new flag, and yeah. it was quite poorly run, I think, and ultimately the finalists they chose they had like a kind of judging panel who chose the finalist flags and basically no one liked the the finalists and so we just decided to keep our flag the same flag i i quite like i quite like the new zealand flag because it's i think it's I, i do see the issue there that a lot of people have and they had they mentioned it on Patriot Brains, which is where it looks too similar to the Australian one, because apart from the colours in the stars are a, a reddish colour. Yes. I, I do see the issue there, but it's still a, a really good flag. It's, it's still one of the best flags. Well, thank you for liking our anthem and our flag. Yeah, yeah and it, I, 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 it's like the weirdest thing since over the last, since started watching Taskmaster New Zealand, I've ended up being obsessed with New Zealand itself. So all the New Zealand programs, uh, watching New Zealand, watching, singing along to the telethon song, um, the New Zealand version. Uh, and, and, I, and I probably know that off by heart at this point. Uh, I'm not going to recite it because I'm going to be here all day because I'll probably get into the rhythm. Uh, it, it's just really odd. I just, I just, I've just absorbed now in New Zealand. Wow, thank you. You have to come visit New Zealand sometime. Uh, it's, never... uh, I like yeah. I like it a lot, New Zealand. And to the listeners, come over. Um, see, we've got some great mountains, great lakes, some um, forests, beaches, you, you name it. And you've got The Hobbit, The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Lord of the Rings, yes. Hobbiton. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. All, it's now... all here. Yeah, now before I get into the scores, I will mention, but I don't know if you've heard, but the Lord of the Rings TV show, the first series was filmed in New Zealand, but the second series is coming to the yes. US. It's, it's been big news that they've left us. But, um, yeah, I have a friend, Leon, who's who's going to be in it. Wow. I'm not sure. He He's signed a NDA, so he hasn't told me what role he is, but... Nobody's missed that it? That's what... That's I, think he's, I think he's probably an elf. Yeah. That's why that's why NDAs annoy me a little bit because NDAs you, you just if you ask a question you, you, the person that signed it doesn't know whether they're asked to say yes or no to a certain answer because a lot of people speculating who's in series thirteen of the UK version was that filmed and you can't say is this person in it because the person that signed the NDA legally can't say yes and can't say no because if they say yes and no they'll t- they'll give it away and they'll be breach of the contract was it mm. did you have to sign an nda when you did new zealand or, or was you free not to nda i didn't sign an nda but i don't think but they maybe i did but i i think they just told me not to tell anyone and i i always take that very seriously to the point where yeah. i came back from new york to film season one and i remember like my brother asking me why I'd come back. And I said, I was doing this music for a web series, which I could have just done in New York. Yeah. 
Um, but he then told me he was doing Taskmaster because he can't keep a secret like I can. <laughs> and I, I still didn't tell him. Um, so it, yeah, I'm, I think I, I pride myself on being good at keeping secrets. Did he find out day one of studio or day one in task? When no, he, he found out, I think just before actually, maybe he started filming his tasks. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm good at keeping things secret. Yeah. And that's, uh, mm. you, you must, you, you must be the best person to tell secrets to then. Yeah. If you, if anyone needs um, someone to, to tell a secret to, and they don't want it getting out, I'm your guy. Yeah, or I'll create something web- like a. I'll create a website sorry? called paulsecrets.com. Yes, I'll start a business where I just I just hold people's secrets. Yeah. Now, um, just before we get on the scores, because I just remembered, um, I asked the fans without them knowing, none of them knew I was going to interview you, but I asked in a cunning way because whilst you were on the podcast, I got to sneakily ask people questions. That what they would want to ask you, right? They might not make it onto the podcast without them knowing that I'm going to interview you. So it was a whole hush okay. hush thing because I find it funny because people get really excited and really shocked, but I'm just so cool and calm about it. It makes me giggle. Now, people want to know oh. what does Jeremy Wells smell like? He smells good. I, I would say he's vi- like one of the best kind of most groomed well-groomed people i've ever stood close to like he's he's wearing the most impeccable suits all the time i've never seen him not looking incredibly swish um and i'd say he smells really nice i i i don't think i'm great at describing smells but um it's you know i don't know what kind of cologne he wears but it's good he he gifted me a candle i don't know where it is but it's a very nice smelling candle um actually this is the box it's a uh very fancy box yeah i mean it's a fancy candle for sure it's got some you know when it's got some of these sort of um yeah some of these like symbols on it Mm. you know it's an expensive candle would you not be worried um, would cause a fire in your house i do i i mean if i'm if i'm gonna light it i'm gonna light it where i can see it and um it's close to me because yeah never leave if you're listening to this never leave a flame unattended uh now um i've because uh, because i i have my main notes on my ipad i've just brought out the phone to get these uh special uh special questions i say special because the, the someone asked um if if they want keys what website should they visit paul's key emporium and .co.nz uh, or .com I can't remember which domain I bought but I think it's .co.nz or maybe .com not sure and, and a very similar question on the same lines if they want to get a tape measure what website should they visit Kiwi Tape Measurers now, .co.nz or .com again I can't remember which domain I bought but is that a legit website can you um, legit legally actually buy keys from you or is it just an elaborate joke that you've I mean seen? I think I think we're all sold out of keys at the moment um and tape measurers or t- as they're more commonly known tape measures <laughs> but um yeah we're all sold out at the moment but um we'll be back 
um after the our crazy key sale um we we sold a lot of keys so yeah yeah so so uh if you want to buy a key and you live in the new zealand area go to keys paul paul keys dot nz dot com or whatever paul's key emporium yeah key emporium uh or 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 if you live in the year 2026 you can go and go to the actual paul's key emporium that probably will not be made but it's an elaborate joke that probably will stretch on a little bit too far now going back to the episode before we got sidetracked um guy got three points madeline got four points lee got two uh brindley got five and angela got no wait, brindley got one angela got five i got myself confused there um and when yeah you- Wait, I'll so read. wait, who who won Angela won? Angela won the tap won that task to make the mum proud. I got myself well confused there. I was only reading numbers. Yeah, what what do you think? Do you think that was well deserved? Um it, it's a tr- it's a tricky one that because not because all the others were just not really doing that much apart from an obstacle course and Brindley running a lap. So I feel like, because Angela actually put effort into it and actually did something that involved you as well, I, I think she sort of deserved it. What did you think? Uh, yeah, I think she I think she probably deserved it. I, I think five points. Yeah. Five points so, from me, for sure. So that left the episode scores at the moment was Lee on seven, Brindley on 11, Angela on 12, Madeline on 14, and good old guy Williams on 16. Now, I'll say this, because I don't know if you know this, but you probably do, but Taskmaster Series 12, the UK version, used one of your tasks from, I think it was either Series 1 or Series 2, I can't roughly remember, with a live task, where they were, where, where they'd swapped it up a little bit, where they weren't doing the, the colour. I think the poses, yeah. The colours one. What, what was your thoughts when you noticed that or did they or did Avalon or Alex give you advance warning? Uh, I mean I'm I'm not fully sure about warning and stuff, but it, it's quite cool, I think. Um it's an honor. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. I think it's really cool because obviously huge fan of of Taskmaster UK or Taskmaster as it's commonly known. And um, yeah, so I think it's a, a huge honor. Yeah, and and they also in series twelve were using a task from the Swedish version, and the Swedish taskmaster Babin Larsson, who I proudly got to interview, was happy that yeah. Alex was using one of her tasks in his version, and he was happy that she was happy. Yeah, well, I mean, definitely, I'm definitely happy as well. Yeah. So um, I think everyone's happy. Yeah, and and that's what's really good because he's not directly copying it is using it and switching it up and adding bits and taking bits to make it yeah and we we definitely like in season one there was one task heavily influenced by a uk task uh where it was about scoring points and they didn't know how to score points and it was uh compliments which was heavily inspired by the one on the squash court where it was scoring points yeah now, with the live task, a live task was actually a really good task because 
I've only wrote one poem and I'm trying to learn, write other poems for other bits and bobs. But it's write a task, write a task, write the taskmaster a poem. Now, are you very good at writing poems or limericks? I haven't written a lot of poems uh, in recent years, at least. I would say I would say I'm not a great poet. Um, I guess writing songs is is a way is kind of a form of poetry. Song lyrics, that would be the closest. But um, a limerick, I haven't written a limerick in many years. I would say, as a kid, we would do them at school, and I would mainly just try and, uh, you know, keep rhyming the same word but with different meanings was the yeah. main thing I, I would do. Yeah, and um, so everyone did it at once, uh, and. Like, I think the poems were good, but what defines a poem? Does it have to rhyme all the time, or does it? No. So, was it, did it seem like a hard one to judge? Because you, 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 not every poem's the same. Poems take different structures and formats. I, I, I mean, any, any sort of art-based task, I think, is going to be hard to judge. Like, it's very subjective, um obviously there's tasks that are very easy to judge because yeah it's a measured thing but with something like this it's definitely hard because um and that's why you need a taskmaster to to yeah. be the to be the overall judge yeah and and so oh i th- my, my keynote because live tasks are a nightmare to write notes for because they're all doing it at once and you and it's like you have 200 seconds so it's barely any time to get any proper information for it. And I thought all the poems were quite good. Now, I, I do think, I do think like the live tasks work really well for, for like, say, for like helping to make the, because sh- the show in itself works really well. And it, the format with having a live task, so you get to see them in a, in a live format. So how they react in the moment and you get, you get sort of it's like a learning curve so you watch them do the thing and you think what's what goes to their brain at the time and especially with series two you learn what went through david's brain at the time when he was trying to draw on the pin board with with without looking elsewhere and you can see the process go through the heads and that's really good and i quite like how how like you're you're doing really you you just don't say much and you just like you just try not to laugh because that's the hardest thing to do on tv try not to laugh live tasks are are, are really tough because it's so chaotic yeah like we uh it gets cut out but basically there's usually kind of 10 minutes before they start of me just making sure everyone understands the task because yeah i kind of let them ask me some little questions just to make sure but it's because it's so chaotic. Five five people all, yeah, all doing a task at once. Yeah. Now, I spoke to David a few weeks ago, and he said that he was a tester before series one. Uh, how did how did he become a tester to test the live tasks? Basically, yeah, we just did one day where we brought in a couple people just to test live tasks. Yeah. And he was one of them. Just because we, because because we, we knew David and knew his kind of vibe and thought that would be, you know, he would bring a different energy 
and he was really good and it kind of did serve i think as a little mini audition for season two um yeah yeah um are you i don't know if there's any, any legal things around it but i know how to name the other people that were chosen to test some of the live casts i mean a lot of them a lot of the people were actually um production people who usually work in the office yeah. of uh, Kevin and Co, the production company. Yeah. But then there was David. Uh, there was Liv Parker. Mm. Um, that might've been it. We might've just brought those two in and then the other people were, were right. office um, producers. That must and be the then, best. That must have been so fun. It was a, it was such a fun day. Yeah, it's a very fun day, and coming up with the tasks like live tasks and stuff is always fun because there'll be days like when we're test like or we were testing um, in season two the task where they chuck um, they chuck chocolate fish into a bowl, and we were just trying to find out like the best thing to for them to be chucking and so it was one day we we were just constantly just trying to chuck stuff into a bowl different different types of food and stuff it was really great yeah Uh, and and it is it it would just it would just be really really fun and and so we go down to the final episode scores the final episode scores were guy williams on 19 angela dravid on 17 Madeline Sami on 18, Brindley Stint on 11, and Leon 7. So the episode winner was the one, the only, Paul's brother, Guy William. And now, even though the series is quite old at this point, I'm still going to do a round of applause. Wow. What Congrats, a Guy. Were you, were you uh, over the moon when he won? Were you over the moon? I mean, I I try and keep a level of professionalism and I, yeah. I didn't show any bias um, to a family member. Yeah. But um, So I was, I feel like I was equally happy whenever someone won. Mm. Now, um, skipping to series two, quite briefly, Guy Montgomery was on it. And are you childhood friends? Because I don't know how, it just seems a little bit odd that he stole photos of you for his t-shirts. No, no. I I would have met Guy in, I think, 2014, Guy Montgomery, when I moved to Auckland, which is kind of our biggest city, you probably know, as a New Zealand yeah. buff. But, <laughs> um, but we, it's quite funny. I always find it funny in New Zealand because you do basically know everyone. Like Lee... Lee Hart was the only contestant so far who I actually hadn't. Oh no, Matt Heath as well. Lee Hart and Matt Heath are yeah. the two people I I hadn't met prior to coming on Taskmaster. Oh. Yeah, so like everyone, it's quite funny thinking back when you think back to your first interactions with people. Like David, I actually before I met him, I knew him from a viral video, like maybe in like 2012. Or around that time when he he did like this Miley Cyrus video in New Zealand where he was pretending to be Miley Cyrus or something. And then Ursula I met years ago in Christchurch and we I remember throwing a frisbee with her like at the Buskers Festival. It's it's very weird in New Zealand because yeah, because you basically know everyone. Yeah. And have you would you ever want to appear 
on uh, radio. I I'm not going to try and pronounce it because I'm surely going to get it wrong. But the radio station that Matt and Jeremy work on, whichever one appear on that. Hodaki. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, for an interview, yeah, sure, I'll definitely go on go on a radio station, but um, yeah, yeah. I think they asked me once to to do their podcast or something, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It'll probably happen sometime. Well, when I was doing research into Matt Heath for my the podcast and for me to talk about series two, I found a video that I later uploaded onto Taskmaster World, the channel you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, don't know why I did that. Uh, comic, brilliant. Uh, and I found this promotional video where where they were where Jeremy had got Matt to boss him about, and Jeremy gave him a task which was to make him a cup of tea. And yes, boss him about just just like just to promote the show. They thought I'll boss him about and go and make him make me a cup of tea. What's interesting is I, I think I was meant to be in that. Yeah. And I actually, I forgot and I slept in <laughs> and I missed, I missed when they filmed that. But yeah, I was, I, I missed it because um, I forgot about it and well, didn't set my alarm. Well, watching series two, I worked out and only realized because of the photo that the whole way through the show, you can win 500 New Zealand dollars from Matt and Jeremy. I only realised when yes. series two that that was the case. Yeah, it's a little giveaway. Um, yeah, I did not enter, but I'm sure someone won some money. Yeah, I, and I just, I just think I just think it's quite interesting because I don't because Greg's done it once before with Mike Wozniak where he's brought on someone where they've got on someone that like Greg's actually has worked with for a number of years because Mike and Greg were on Man Down together which is a fantastic sitcom if you've not seen it it's well worth a watch I don't know whether it's available it's on you Netflix so I don't know whether it's the same in New Zealand but it, it's it's very unusual but I like that because it works well because then Jeremy can like like bully him in a taskmaster way and you and they can discuss stuff on the on their radio show and podcast afterwards and it makes it more interesting because it's an expanded universe yeah and and it's an interesting dynamic having uh a yeah someone who works so closely with with the taskmaster coming yeah. on so that's why when when one of the producers uh cam really wanted Matt Heath and I, I didn't know Matt Heath but I was I liked the concept of having him on because yeah. of that I thought that was quite cool yeah and and this version New Zealand is the first version to ever have siblings like as an assistant being a being a brother and then the mm. contestant also being a brother from the same mother yeah I think that's probably just a sign of how small New Zealand is that that that's going to happen. Well, it, yeah. it works so well because then we wanted we wanted the prize task later on. You, you've been able to disprove, like with the family photo album, I think it was, where you had like disproved that, that a lot of it was all fake. Yes. Yeah. Guy definitely tried lying a few times and I was able to call him out. Yeah. But 
with the photos on Guy Montgomery's shirt, yeah, he. I, I'm still not fully sure how he got those, but I know that the one on his um, task shirt is in my mum's like wardrobe. Like she's kind of got a little like wardrobe you can kind of walk into, and it's sitting there. Um, so yeah, the rest of them are all in photo books. Are so you, someone, are you investigated hmm. and ask your ask your mum if she knows. She's ever met Guy Montgomery. Is, yeah, I mean, I know, I know. My dad has definitely met it. Like, I'm not fully sure who the the leak was, but um, but I know my dad would definitely know Guy Montgomery, and yeah, my I mean, my mum would know who he is as well for sure. I think I might have worked out the linkies. I think he might have been your brother. I think Guy probably helped Guy out. Possibly the Guy Alliance of some sort. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so that draws down this amazing interview. This interview that I wish would never end, but has to end at some point so then people can watch it and listen to it. And it was such an honour to be interviewing you. And um, and my, my obsession with New Zealand will probably never end now after Taskmaster New Zealand. Um you probably hear me. I'll probably make a video one day, me singing along to it, uh, singing along to the national anthem or anything. And uh, fun fact for any viewers here that want to know more about New Zealand itself and want to learn Maori, um, me included. Uh, Joel Ingler is supposed to be adding Maori to their lineup. Uh, it's supposed to be last year, but there oh. must have been, must have been delays or something. So it is to be added soon. So you'll be able to learn Maori and be able to properly sing along. Mm. That's really you know, cool. It's a very, it's yeah. a very beautiful language. So that's very cool. Yeah. Now, yeah. my closing statement before we get onto the official closing statement was: Have you seen the program uh, about? It's a New Zealand program on TVMZ, which is about. So there's a YouTuber called How to Dad that makes comedy videos about New Zealand, but he had his own dad, um, like show talent show where they find the best dad jokes. Have you ever seen that? I actually haven't seen it. I do remember. I do remember when it was on, and I yeah, I used to play football with uh, the How to Dad um, yeah. guy. But um, I actually have never watched the Dad Jokes show. Now that he branched TV, would he be a good contestant on Series Three? Or... I mean, possibly. Yeah. I mean, I think he'd. I think he'd be great. Um, yeah. I mean, I again, I don't want to comment on that, but um, fingers crossed, we get a season three. Well. As we draw to the end of the day, of the end of a lovely day, CBB's reference. Um, I, I'm, that's how weird I am. Uh, and so, as Ed Gamble does, and as I always pinch, and I will say something about Ed Gamble at the very end that I'm a little bit annoyed with. Um, but still, to wrap it off, what, what was your experience on Taskmaster World, the podcast, from one to five? Well, I gave I gave Ed a four uh, as revenge for beating Rose, and as I'm as far as I'm aware, you have not beaten Rose in anything. No. No, well, who knows? So I'm yeah, I'm I'm going to give you a five. Hooray! Woo! Mm. Now I will like to make a statement for if if Ed Gamble is watching, right? So the end of the podcast. You make a statement 
that blatantly copies from me. At the end of his podcast, he goes, and remember, keep tasking. That's when I, 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 con- I started that. I started wow. that. I that's started. your, that's your catchphrase. Yeah, that's my thing, because I stole it from Keep Strictly. tasking. Yeah. Wait, where did you steal it from? Strictly. Strictly. Strictly come dancing, which is normally known as dancing with the stars. You end it with, and remember, keep dancing. And they do the whole little dancing thing. And I just stole it and swapped the dancing to Keep tasking. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. You should should hit them up and get some royalties for that, your catchphrase. Yeah. Well, um, hopefully one day I'll be able to interview uh, Rose, Jeremy Wells, and Ed Gamble. But um, first of all, I have to conquer Mike Wozniak. Um, so if anyone from if anyone from Series 1 and Jeremy Wells is watching this or listening to this, please go and get in contact with me. And I would love to interview you because so far, I've almost conquered New Zealand. I've got the Task Writer and Warm-Up Act, Sam Smith, Ursula Carlson, um, David Kreos, Paul Williams, and that's four. I said I almost completed it, but I haven't. But that's only four. So. No, but that's that's like ten percent of our population. So. <laughs> so if anyone wants to come on, uh, from the virgins, halfway come on, and if Ryan Leary is watching this, it probably isn't. Please, please, if you get an email about series three, please accept the email. You you you'll want to be on it. Ray O'Leary, did you say? Yes. Are you a big Ray O'Leary fan? Yes. From Have You Been Paying Attention? Yes. Okay, wow. You do know, you do know your New Zealand stuff. Yeah. I've also seen the um, um, Croatian version of Have Have You Been Paying Attention? Wow, okay. And, and uh, funnily enough, and this is a, an information that I'll say before we end it off, and it probably won't happen, so I'm allowed to say it, but I did at one point want to make my own uh, UK version of Have You Been Paying Attention? Okay. Because I currently run my own Doctor Who panel show on my main channel. Is Doctor Who your favourite show? Yes, it's the best show ever. I've got a uh, an image of David Tennant, uh, which was signed from Amazon, so it's probably not actually signed by David Tennant, but it, it technically is. That's cool. I've yeah. never seen... Uh, Doctor Who, but I've written a scene for it, wow. and it's probably it's probably already in there. But um, and it will be like um, Doctor Who, and and then someone will be like, "Who are you?" This is more a catchphrase for him, <laughs> or yeah. or her, right? Doctor Who is um, the Doctor, and um, and the Doctor's like. Oh, someone's like, who are you? And then the doctor's like, doctor. And then they go, doctor who? And he go, and they go, precisely. And then is, <laughs> has that happened? No, no. But there was a film with Peter Cushing in it where he called himself Doctor Who. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. that's my big pitch for Doctor Who, if, if uh, any of the writers are watching. Yeah. Mm. Russell T. Davis might be watching this. He's a, he's a, big, yeah. he's a big writer. Okay. It is quite popular. Uh, right. so anyway, guys, thank you guys for watching this. And thank you once again, Paul, for coming on to the Glorious Podcast. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I hope I, uh, I haven't rambled too much. Well, 
you won't have rambled too much. But as Strictly as always says, and remember, keep tasking. Bye. Hello, everyone. Please subscribe to Taskmaster World.